If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. It is Momentum once again. Tim and Dez with you. And so great to have you tuning in wherever you are around Australia. Really, really appreciate you doing that. Dez, how are you today, man? Are you good? I'm really good, man. Just recovering from COVID. But you know, it's interesting you say just you know, around Australia, but we have so many people who listen to our podcast from all around the world. Something like 20 countries. Hmm. People link in and listen to our show which is just unbelievable really yeah and so look wherever you are right now if you want to give us a heads up and let us know that'd be awesome uh, momentumaustralia.org is our website you can get in touch with us whether it's to let us know where you are if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to tackle if it's that you've got some feedback or you want to check out some of the resources online at the website or also if you'd like to fund this ministry as well momentumaustralia.org is the website excited to get into this week's topic because this is something as christians that you know we don't necessarily like talking about and yet something that all of us of faith struggle with at times and today we're discussing the wrestles of faith, doubt, and unbelief with Pastor Rob Furlong. Welcome back to Momentum, Rob. It's good to have you. Hi, Tim. Hi, Des. Good to be with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's great to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. We've had Rob on the show previously. If you'd like to hear previous episodes, in fact, some of them were quite, uh, shall we say, tasty, uh, meaty. Uh, topics that Rob uh, Rob discussed with us, MomentumAustralia.org, or if you'd like to check out uh, on your favourite podcast platform, just put in Momentum Australia. And uh, look, to, again, this is this is not a light topic that we're about to unpack today, Rob. No, I mean, let's be honest, not. this is something that, you know, in Christian circles, it is something we all deal with, but it, we do kind of tend to not want to talk about the other side of faith, the wrestles, the struggles, the doubt, the potential unbelief those sorts of things. Let's go straight off the back and go, why do you think that is? Why as a Christian community do we kind of not necessarily hide that stuff under the carpet, but we we feel a a little uncomfortable when we talk about this stuff? I think because there's an inherent belief in the back of our minds, and this doesn't actually matter what background of Christian you are. You You could come from your super conservative backgrounds as a Christian or uh, more liberated, free Christianity. And the, the the issue is, I think, for all of us, we've got this idea that when I become a Christian, life is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now that I'm a Christian, I've got the sin stuff sorted out. I have a right relationship with God. And from here on in, my life will be the blessed life. And, <laughs> and blessing is defined. It's going to be great. Yes. I'll have no problems. And so what happens is when we hit some problems, then the doubts start. Mm. if they haven't started already. <laughs> so a lot of those things would come from consequences 
of decisions we have made, whether it be in the distant past or the recent past. And so they those things rear their ugly head and it, it causes us to doubt our faith and our and our and we go into a period of unbelief. Certainly. Let's talk about just briefly consequences from, say, the past. Hmm. Uh, things catch up with us and God in his wisdom and love wants to deal with those things and sort those out. But it does create this unique tension for the Christian because we're thinking, hang yes. on a minute. If God does love me, why is I thought my I thought my past was dealt with? How come this is all coming out now? Yeah. Hmm. And that creates its own uh, set of tension uh, and wrestle, as to use the word you used before. Likewise, you mentioned there with sin, right? And we we all know that obviously the salvation piece is is that's all right. It's, it's forgiven, and and I suppose then you know we 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 try and we try and walk as blameless as we can as Christians. But let's be honest, I mean, none of us is immune from temptation and from sinning. And um, the Bible even says that there's not a righteous man on earth who never, who always does what is right and never sins. Uh, explain then the tension, particularly as guys, you know, in certain areas, shall we say, and we might unpack some of those, but, you know, it's like, well, I'm a, I, I'm a new creation. I believe that, but I still have this part of my life that is, you know, tripping me up or it's the old part of me that, or the old part of my mind that hasn't yet been transformed. And there's this wrestle, I suppose, with, well, I believe in faith that I'm forgiven and I'm a new creation, but I've still got this stuff that I'm struggling with and I can't reconcile that. I think it comes back to... Look, there is a possibility here too, Tim, In and I think that we've all experienced this in church as men. And uh, for ladies listening, you know, women have experienced this as well, is that there is a tendency in our preaching and teaching to keep people at the cross and we have to understand that we come to the cross and all of our sin is dealt with now ross clifford has put this so eloquently because he's written a book about or several books on the resurrection but what we do is we do a great job of helping people understand their sin that needs to be dealt with we come to the cross our sin past present and future is dealt with romans 8 1 says there is now no condemnation Hmm. The, the force of that actually is there is not a single bit of condemnation. And it says now. And it's, so it's present. It's right. That's our experience, past, present, and future. That's good. So that's one half of it. As Ross says, there's an empty tomb that's <laughs> part of the gospel as well. <laughs> and if you remember what Paul says in the next verse of Romans 8 two, he says, the law of the spirit of life, talking about the Holy Spirit, the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. What we tend to, now, what, what I'm addressing here is all of that sin is dealt with, but there is stuff, we know that we've got to work out our problems and, mm. and sinful tendencies and stuff like yeah. that. But we, what I think we have to emphasize over and over again is you are no longer a slave to sin. You have, you're no longer condemned. Your, your guilt is taken. But you now have the Holy Spirit. You live by a different dynamic. And it's not about me trying. It's about me yielding to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now, that is still going to be a struggle. Mm. There is, we're going to have to struggle with sin and the New Testament is filled with that but I think we've got to help people understand that we have stepped into a new reality and that is that the Holy Spirit indwells us Paul is on about that in Romans 8 and it's not going to make it easy but to understand that we have the Holy Spirit who creates in us a new desire to live differently mm. 
I, I actually, that yielding is a great word because I, I'm reminded of the scripture in James where it says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Yep. And a lot of us do the resisting before we've submitted. And, and we try and resist in our own strength rather yes. than the yielding to the Lord first. And then we can do it in his strength, not our own. And what happens is, uh, John Ortberg brought this out in one of his books really, really well. He used the concept of trying softer. Hmm. And what he meant by that is, and we do it for good reasons, but we try so hard to live the Christian life. <laughs> and he actually yes. says, try softer. And, and I take that to mean lean into the Holy Spirit more. Hmm. And to quote that well-known philosopher, Yoda, <laughs> <laughs> When he's trying to get across to a young Luke Skywalker that the how he can tap into the force, and he says, "There is no try, only do." Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I think there's something in that. I think we've got to stop trying, if that makes sense. The doing is leaning into the spirit, yielding to the spirit, and allowing the spirit to change me mm. and to produce in me what God wants to produce in me. Mm. Wow. So then. Um Coming out of that, where does the wrestle of faith, doubt, and unbelief come in? Because we're, we're, let's say we go on that journey and we're committed to that journey um, and we understand that we're not perfect and we understand we're, you know, we strive with the Holy Spirit to change our lives. So where does the wrestle come in then? Is it because we don't see ourselves as perfect or is it because we, you know, we, we go astray at times or where does that wrestle come in? Going back to what you said at the start, Des, about consequences, and I'm not talking necessarily about negative consequences or, or consequences of things that we've done wrong, but sometimes there, things just happen. And yeah. it, this is where it's good to take a look at uh, the story of Job because mm. here we have Job who is a righteous man. He's not a perfect man, but he's a righteous man. He's an upright man. Uh, he he prays regularly. He's in communion with God. He He's living a godly life. And then all of a sudden, all of this stuff happens in his life. Yeah. And he's plunged into this whirlwind of questioning God. God, why is this happening? Because the conventional wisdom of the day and when you read the wisdom literature of the Old Testament, the wisdom literature says the righteous people will live, they, will live a blessed life. We talked about that a moment ago. Yeah. And the three friends that come to Job, they, we criticize them. And yes, God sorts them out at the end of the book. They're not helpful to Job, but they are spouting the conventional wisdom of the day. And that's the conventional wisdom of Christians is, I'm a Christian, bad mm. stuff should not happen to me. Mm. And that's Job's wrestle. And it's not because of anything he's done. So sometimes, yes, there are consequences to sin and we wrestle with that, but sometimes it's not. You know, a cancer diagnosis or, for example, the lady I was talking to yesterday, an elderly lady in our congregation who she's just been plunged into depression mm. and she's struggling. And what she's struggling with is for years she's ministered to other people and said, look, You've got to, and she's not being trite, but keep focus on God. Here is the word of God. Pray, God is there. And she said, Now I'm really struggling with all of that mm. stuff. Mm. You yes. can see it. And yes. I mean, we've all been there. I've been there. You've been there, Tim. We've all yeah. been there. Yeah. The psalm writers talk about it. It's that idea of, you know, I used to go along to church with the throng and everything was great. God, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are you now? 
You've mentioned the word wrestle a couple of times now. And from my knowledge, there's only the one time in Scripture where it, it, and it's Jacob who wrestles. I think it's he's the only person that officially in Scripture actually wrestles with God. Yeah, I think you're pretty right. Right. So, so tell us a bit about that passage. What do you think that says to us so as a bigger picture? Here's the interesting thing about that. He, he wrestles with God. I won't let you go until you bless me. And what does God do? Puts his he hip puts out. Puts his hip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he walks with a limp for the rest of his life. Right. It says, that's the picture of Jacob after that incredible struggle with God. He walks over the hilltop and he's limping mm. from the, the encounter. So I might be exaggerating. I'm assuming that he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. But, mm. but God did something in that moment. Yeah. That's the blessing, if you like. And again, I owe this to John Ortberg, who said recently that we always define blessing as good things. Mm. But he said we need yeah. to understand that blessing comes in bad things as well. Wow. And Or not getting good things. Either way, you're blessed. And that's a really yeah. good thought. That's mm. a really good thought. Mm. Because, yes, we do grow through the good times, but that blessing of trauma is an opportunity for us to grow right. and, to, and to be blessed in that. I, I have someone in my world who said uh, a few years to me, said, uh, he said, I never trust anybody now who doesn't walk with a limp. Wow. And I thought that yeah, was quite too, profound yeah. because it shows that they've wow. they've undergone yeah. something that they've wrestled yeah. with and tussled with. And I thought, oh, that, that's profound. We're talking the wrestle of faith today on Momentum. I hope you're enjoying the show. There's lots more to come on the other side of the break. MomentumAustralia.org is our website, by the way. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the difference between doubt and unbelief and what happens if we have unbelief in our life as opposed to doubt. Our special guest is Rob Furlong. You're listening to Momentum all around Australia. We'll be back with you in just a tick. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Welcome back. Uh, you're in the middle of Momentum uh, all around Australia. Really appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much for doing that. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. Love you to check that out after the show and find out a bit more about uh, myself and Des and our special guest this week, which is Rob Furlong. And today we're unpacking the meaty topic of the wrestle of faith, doubt, and unbelief. And we've talked a bit about doubt in the first part of the show, Rob. Let's look at these two things separately because they are separate doubt is i suppose we're we're, we're questioning we're not sure unbelief is a whole other thing completely so let's talk about the difference between doubt and unbelief and how you would describe the two for starters i'm going to use a quote by alistair mcgrath who's written a book on doubt the book i'm quoting from is called the sunnier side of doubt it's been re-released in more recent times i can't remember the name but if you were to google alistair mcgrath Mm. doubt book on doubt Mm. you'll find it and he says this uh, unbelief is the decision not to have faith in god Mm. unbelief is an act of the will rather than a difficulty in understanding doubt often means asking questions or voicing uncertainties from the standpoint of faith you believe but you have difficulties with that faith or are worried about it in some way 
faith and doubt aren't mutually exclusive, but faith and unbelief are. Yeah, good. And here's the good news. (laughs) Doubt is probably a permanent feature of the Christian life. (laughs) Rejoice. Excellent. Just thought thought you would love that. Would you mind just rereading the first part about that? Because that that the way that he just described it's very good, isn't it? Really, really good. Unbelief is the decision not to have faith in God. Unbelief is an act of will rather than a difficulty in understanding. Wow. Yeah, that's profound, yeah. Doubt is coming from the perspective of, I'm a Christian, I have faith, but I I have questions in this, Mm. issues with understanding. Whereas unbelief falls into the category of, it's a decision not to believe. Wow. It's pretty powerful. Wow. Yeah, it is. Very, very different. I mean, I mean, that's a that that requires a very honest conversation with ourselves. Let's be honest. Um, and for those listening, what if we reach a point where we go, I, I think that might be me. Am I right in thinking that the the Bible actually calls unbelief a sin? No, I knew that you were going to ask that, and it's actually a really good question because yeah. it's got me thinking. I, I I think there is. I think there's two answers to it. I think that. That definite idea of rejection of God and a refusal to believe Mm. is sin. I think that that's pretty clear. If you uh, look at Matthew chapter 11, Jesus at one point rebukes the cities where he did uh, most of his miracles and but he rebukes them because of their unbelief. He's done all of these miracles and yet they refuse to believe and he actually says that in the judgment the judgment will be easier on some of the Gentile cities than it was on some of these Jewish cities where Jesus had done his miracles, mm. and they, but they still refused to believe. You also have that time when the f- scribes and Pharisees come to Jesus and they're asking for a sign. And you've got to ask yourself, what more could Jesus do? Right. Seriously, like mm. when you think of the signs, and Jesus, he rebukes them because he says an unbelieving generation... Uh, asks for a sign. But equally so, if you get over into Mark's Gospel, there's that story when Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration where the Father's Son is demon-possessed and the disciples have been unable to cast the demon out and he's pleading with Jesus to heal his boy. And Jesus' first response is, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. Hmm. And... Uh, the response of the man is, uh, well, Jesus says, look, all, everything's possible to him who believes. And the guy says, Lord, I do believe. <laughs> Help my Help unbelief. My unbelief. Right. So yeah. it, there's a little bit more than doubt going on here. But there's a que- there, is a, there is a faith there. He, he hasn't rejected Jesus in total because, I mean, he's crying out to Jesus because mm. the disciples can't do it. So Jesus can, but there's still, can you do it? Lord, help my unbelief. And so I think there's a place for us where we might be struggling with some things to believe. It's not that we've completely thrown it over, but Mm. Lord, Lord, help us. Help me in my unbelief. Mm. Do you think there are degrees of unbelief or is it just unbelief? Yeah, degrees of of unbelief. Look, that's a good question. But I I think that that's what the scripture would be saying here. There's that definite rejection of Jesus as Messiah, rejection of him and who Mm. he is. But in the case of this father, it's a case of, 
oh, yeah, I've got some struggles. Help me, help me with the struggles. Mm. Mm. But it, it's it's a crying out to God for help rather mm. than a rejection, a, 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 an attitude that says, I don't want to hear about you, God. So for men listening, and I think that was a really good point, Des, you know, for men listening who, I mean, they might be going through some stuff. I mean, we all go through those seasons and, and invariably the doubt piece kicks in for all of us at some stage to some degree. But if we're in one of those seasons and things haven't turned out how we expected or there's something in our life we've been praying out for a long time and it just hasn't happened or something hasn't shifted or whatever, you know, we've started to perhaps doubt certain things. What might be some indicators perhaps in our relationship with the Lord, in our language with the Lord, in our language in general, in how we can perhaps isolate ourselves from um, feeling uh, disappointed with the Lord, you know, that, that might indicate that we might have slipped into this sense of kind of belief, but also maybe unbelief. I've got a faith, but underpinning all of that, I, I, I'm really struggling with these things. I'm not flat out rejecting the Lord, but but I've I've reached a point where I'm really struggling in this particular aspect of my life. I reckon a good place to start with that is actually to look at who you're talking to. Interesting. And what you what uh, this is what I've done for myself is I'm struggling with doubt or believing something, and then I actually think to myself, but I'm actually talking to God about it, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, that's right. I, I think it's actually good to do a little bit of self talk and say, okay, have I just been talking to myself? No, actually, I haven't. I've, I've actually I've actually been talking to God about this. Another key part, and of course, as we wrap up this week's show. Des and I talk about this a lot on the show, and a key part of this journey is having other people alongside you to do the journey with and make sure that you're not doing this journey alone. And as we started out at the beginning of this conversation by saying it's a wrestle of faith, doubt, and unbelief, and in the church world, sometimes we don't tend to sit in these conversations well, but we encourage you to find people if you're struggling right now to get alongside you, to encourage you. You can reach out to us at Momentum if you if you prefer to do that anonymously, and we can we can pray for you. We can help you out as best we can. But again, do not do the journey alone, and uh, make sure that you you have people alongside you that can uh, that can do the journey with you. MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, is our website. Love you to reach out. Thank you for listening to the show. Our special guest has been Rob Furlong. It has been the wrestler of faith, doubt, and unbelief. We mentioned at the end there about this sense of anger which ties in beautifully with next week's show, Angry Women, Passive Men. <laughs> Stay tuned next week to find out what that's all about. In the meantime, love you to check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Find out a bit more about who we are, and we'd love to uh, have you come again next time on Momentum with Tim and Des. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.